I am Sara Marinelli, and this is Letters to Italy. In this series, I speak with Italian experts in the Bay Area at the time of coronavirus. How has the pandemic reshaped our lives here and our relationship to Italy? If there has ever been a time to look back on our choices and ask the question, where is home? It is now. In this fifth episode, I'm speaking with Angelo Greco, principal dancer at San Francisco Ballet. Angelo was born on the island of Sardegna and grew up in a very small town near Modena, called Concordia sulla Secchia. Here is how he talks about it. My home is in Modena, close to Modena, is uh, Concordia sulla Secchia. It's a really small town. And my street is like, like probably there are like 20 people, 30 people living there, maximum. It's insane. I love it. There is nothing. I mean, there is everything for me, but there is nothing like uh, you can find in San Francisco, of course. Angelo has been living in San Francisco for about six years. And for someone who, as he tells me, didn't want to leave his hometown and move to a nearby city to be in Dance Academy, the relocation to San Francisco was a radical choice. It also cost him ending his lifetime contract as a soloist dancer with the prestigious Opera Theatre of La Scala in Milano when he was only 20 years old. Of course, I asked him why he made that decision. When I was in La Scala, I was really lucky because I had the chance to dance all the principal role since the first months that I got in the company. My first months I did Basilio from Don Quixote of Nuriev. The second month I did Romeo and Juliet of Macmillan. And uh, after that I keep on going doing a cracker and different other different ballads and um, I was really happy of course and it was a uh, really I, I think I got really lucky to have all those opportunities but at a certain point I felt that I needed to be more on stage and unfortunately in La Scala I was having if I was lucky probably one performance every month which it wasn't that much for me I felt that I needed to be more on stage I wanted to try new things. You know, when you're young, you want to feel something new. I tried to ask um, a year off because I had a life contract in La Scala. Unfortunately, they couldn't give me the year off. So I had to choose either to stay there or either quit my job. And I chose to quit my job. Knowing how important it is to have a lifetime job in Italy, And knowing how that idea is ingrained in our society and culture, I wonder how Angelo felt in making that risky move. Of course I was afraid. My parents didn't know anything about what I wanted to do. They thought that I was really happy and they were really proud, of course. And at the 1920, I think, 1920, I had a life contract. And uh, I mean, it's really important. In Italy, it's really important. For them, that was a, a crazy step for me. They, they thought that La Scala was, you know, 
that's it. Uh, was the top. You you got there and you you have to grow there and you have to make your life. And I never thought that way. I think life it doesn't stop in one company. It doesn't stop. It's not for the company. It's for your own self. Our career is really short, so you need to get the best that you can and experience everything you can. You know, the train passed just one time. It's your choice to get in the train or just see him passing by. And I thought that San Francisco was a big train that actually changed my life. I relate to Angelo's inclination to always wanting to experience something new. It's probably one that many immigrants and artists share. Besides, the yearning to change seems to be a trait of his personality. He started professional ballet at 13, not only quite old for a ballerino of his caliber, but also after having been a soccer player in a small team for six years. This, to me, already sounds like a dramatic switch. But I have to ask him the question that we all get asked here. Why San Francisco? I first came in San Francisco for vacation because I wanted to see how the life here was. And I watched one or two performances from San Francisco Ballet and I fell in love right away. I was like, I want to I wanna be in this company. I think I got in love with San Francisco Ballet because every night it was a different ballet. And it wasn't just classical. It was neoclassical and contemporary too. And of course, I'm in love with classical. I love classical and I prefer classical. But it was impressive to me to see how many dancers were capable of changing the movement every night. And also the amount of work that there is behind all of this, you know, like if you have to perform every night a different ballet, it means that behind that there is a lot of work. And I think I wanted to experience that, to grow. I wanted to take the risk to change my life. And of, of course, when you change, it's difficult at the beginning. Uh, also to make the change is difficult. It's difficult to take the choice of saying, okay, I'm going to quit and I'm going to leave my hometown, my, my life, my family. I mean, San Francisco is really far away from Italy. It's really far away from my house and from my family and from everything that I know. Actually, the first time that I came here, I was afraid. I didn't speak English and I didn't know anyone. It was really difficult for me to adjust. When I first I got in the company, I, I didn't know who to speak with. I didn't know. I just knew how to dance. My second day, I saw my name in the rehearsal schedule. I saw my name and the name of Maria Kochekova, that she's an amazing principal dancer. And I was shocked. I was like, I cannot believe I'm dancing with her. And I was also afraid. And when we got in the rehearsal, we were doing Don Quixote Parade. The music started and after a few seconds she stopped and she looked at me and she's like, no, this is wrong. And I couldn't even, not, I mean, I could not understand. I was just guessing what she was saying and she didn't look happy at all. And I, the, the maître, the teacher, was trying to speak in Spanish to me, just to try to make me understand what it was, what, it, what she was saying, what, what I should do, and, that I, and I couldn't understand anything. I, I went home destroyed. And we did Fury also, and after she never came back, she just said that uh, apparently she just wanted to come for the performance. <laughs> um, and after it went well, 
it went well. And uh, after the performance, I was like, okay, I think I can make it. And that was just the first month. After two months, I have to say, I thought to go back home. I called my parents and I was like, I don't think I can stay here. It's really hard. It's really difficult, you know, go home alone and being alone. So I called my parents and I was like, could I come back home? And my dad said, Volevi la bicicletta? Adesso pedala. You wanted to have a bike? Now use the bike. And that was it. I turned off the phone and, uh, and I understood that that was it, that I had to, something snapped in my mind and, and I was like, okay, I can do it. I mean, my first year, I remember, I did for an entire year, I had salad, eggs and tuna for an entire year. That's all I could afford. And it was crazy. I mean, I was in a great shape, I have to say, but it was really crazy. And I loved it. I don't know why. I was 20. I loved it. Every time after dance, I was walking to the supermarket and I was buying tuna, egg and salad. And for me, it was beautiful. Going home, I was putting a movie on the TV, of course, in English, just to help myself to start understanding English. Even then, I wouldn't understand anything. I was putting some movies that maybe I already watched a few times and I could try to understand what they were saying. And that was it. That was my evening, watching movies and uh, eating my same dinner for an entire year. I am in awe of this story. The strict diet of eggs, tuna and salad clearly paid off, as well as all his efforts. After only five months, Angelo got promoted to principal dancer at SF Ballet. It was a new start in his professional life in a new country, which also brought him other opportunities like guestings around the world. And, just like he wanted, he was performing every night and a different ballet. Until the lockdown in March 2020 and the abrupt cancellation of the ballet season. When COVID came and we had the news that we were going to shut down, we were having many performances. Like every night I was dancing a different ballet with my partner, Misa Kuranaga. We, we were getting ready to go to Japan, to Tokyo. We were supposed to go twice in a month uh, for a big performance in Tokyo with 20,000 people, TV and everything. And uh, we were really excited about it. And it was my first time in Japan. So I was ready. I was ready to go. Even then I was destroyed after an entire season. I was ready for a new thing. And COVID came and we shut down. And the first day that I was home, I felt empty. I think for the first two weeks, I slept. Like, I didn't do anything. Just sleep all day long, eat, drink, sleep. That's all I was doing. I felt a little sick, and I think it was because of the stress, the drop of the stress, from high up to nothing. And that was a big step that I, of course, no one expected. Of course, I was sad and I was just worried, you know, you are in San Francisco, the most expensive city. We didn't know if we were going to get pay and we, we didn't know anything. And uh, I didn't know if to go home or not. Uh, you know, you didn't know if uh, they were going to stop the flights and everything. So it was a weird moment. When they shut down, the company started to 
have meeting with us and try to make a plan, try to see what we could do. Even then, we didn't know what was going on. They thought to do a Zoom class just to keep our body in shape because we were thinking maybe in June we can open and go back on the theater. So at first I started taking Zoom classes and it was really hard because I don't have a mansion. It's a small apartment, so I was taking class in my bedroom. The bar was my chair and the floor was a carpet and I had literally two meters to dance. So it was actually complicated. But I was motivated at first to do it. At least with the Zoom class, you could try to keep your body in shape. You know, don't lose the shape. Because I was thinking maybe in June we can go back to the theater and perform again. And at a certain point, uh, when the situation was getting even worse and, and worse, there is, nothing was getting better. The company thought to start making videos of us thanking the donor for helping us to get through this difficult time. Without them, we cannot survive. So it was rough. It was rough because, yes, ballet is my life. But in that moment, it didn't exist ballet. A life change. Not theaters open, not, and still now we are not open. And probably we are not going to open until 2022. Who knows? I thought that I didn't know what to do. I needed something because I, I like the stage. I like to be feeling emotion, sensation, create art. What I missed it during the quarantine, it was that. During these months of inactivity, deprived of the stage and distance from the ballet community and his art, Angelo was able to still create something new, working with filmmaker Pietro Pinto, who directed him in a short film called Icarus. In that moment, I got lucky because I met Pietro. His energy gave me so much energy, like he transmitted energy to me. We start shooting this short film that we make, Icarus. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I'm really tired. We've been shooting, I don't know, in the, definitely for me the worst stage ever. <laughs> But it's uh, really cool. I like it. It's a nice experience. You learn how to make it work in this beautiful city. San Francisco is amazing. I love it. We're going to create, 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 create art. My first short film. I'm excited. <laughs> Let's do it. And uh, it was so beautiful. Out of nowhere, with nothing. Just dancing on the beach in front of the Golden Gate. With like a foggy day, uh, dark. It was really reflecting my feelings of losing the stage, losing my life, losing the perception of time. In the film, Angelo dances on dirt, 
sand, concrete and asphalt of the empty city. As he says, the worst stage ever. But that dancing on the most unstable grounds is a symbolic expression of the resilience of the dancer who, in this time of suspension and stillness, urges his body not to stop moving. Of the artist who tries to keep his art and spirit alive. I ask him how he feels when he dances, when he is at the center of a stage, and what dance means to him. I am also curious to know how high he jumps. He says that it's not that high, that he doesn't know. I can't believe it. I think he is playing it down. But here is what he tells me. And of course, he is not really jumping. He is stepping into his power and grace. He is expanding in the air. I don't know how to explain what I feel when I dance. I just know that the moment that I step on stage, I feel free. The few moments that you are enjoying what you're doing is on stage. Because you do everything that you practiced before. But you have to go through a training that can be rough and difficult and you have to give your best. And after you go on stage and you're enjoying yourself, you feel free because you, you know what you're doing. You are in control of it. But at the beginning, you're not in control of it. Sometimes uh, my, my conductor asks me, you know, Angelo, how do you do it? It looks like you're risking all the time and it feels, it feels you know exactly what you're doing, but you never, I, every time you never know. Like sometimes I fell, it happens and I get up. Uh, but in that moment, when I jump, I love to jump because it's like when I prepare for a jump, I mean, imagine I have an image of what it should be in the air. And I, I try with my mind to reach my imagination. Literally, that's the preparation for me. And when I jump, you don't even think anymore. You're just feeling free. It's like an explosion, and I love it. It's the same thing also when you do a ballet story, and maybe it's Sleeping Beauty, or it's Romain and Juliet, and you're just looking at Romain. The first time that you see Juliet, and you're like, you're not breathing anymore. You're just looking at her. You're shocked. You're in love. You're there. It's that emotion. It's like you feel it, really. You feel like the chill. You feel everything. You're living it. It's like a dream. You're living a dream. You're living something that is not real, but it's real. And you're giving to people, that, to the audience, an imagination when they leave the theater and they still with the thought there in the theater. And they imagine to be on stage. They probably imagine to be that particular role. That's our job, to make them feel special, make them dream. That's art in general. That's the art. I am moved by these words that evoke a whole world in my mind. Full disclosure. I am a modern dancer, a really bad one, and I am a dance lover. 
I watch a dance performance and dancers with a desire to do what they're doing, and I dream about what my body could do and reach, but can't. What Angelo describes from a real, a star dancer's point of view is a dream within a dream, the one they live in and the one they create for us. When the world of performing arts came to a standstill this year, we all experienced the loss of another dimension to seek shelter in, a scar in our imagination, a missed chance for delight and reverie. And right when we needed it the most, to counter the dire reality of the pandemic. Angelo's story puts me before the pain of the artist's loss, of his being bereft of one of his powers. And, on top of that, the disempowerment that caught us all, Italians abroad, in hearing the Covid news from Italy, the angst of coping with both realities. I asked Angelo how he felt during that time. When I received the news uh, from my parents that they were shutting down in Italy, you know, it was the first place they shut down completely. It was something that was new to everyone. I was afraid because I was far away from my parents. I didn't know what to do. And after I came here in San Francisco and we shut down here, we locked down, I was thinking to leave. I was thinking I have to go. I have to go back home. It was too much. And if you start seeing everything and hearing all those things every day and uh, it can drive you crazy and I didn't want that I want to be realistic and realistic in their reality in my own reality there is no much right now as there is no ballet and I need to create something to make my life happen to make my life happier and after six months one day I get up, it was September, and the ballet started already, just with classes, just taking class, one class a day. But if I have to say the truth, I was not motivated at all. Nothing to look forward. And I was like, you know what? My family is not doing good. And my father was sick. I needed to see him. I was afraid. I was afraid that, you know, everything can happen. You never know. They need me as I need them. And I'm not happy. I called my director and said, I'm leaving. You don't have to pay me. I'm just leaving. I need to go home. I need to go to my family. I need to come back where I come from. My director was a little worried at first. He didn't want me to let go. And, and he said, no, I, I understand. You have to go. You have to go to see your family. And I didn't have any problem to leave the company, to leave the ballet. I would have left my entire life to go back there. And you can create something new. As I said, change comes no matter what. The only thing that I think is important for me is that I'm there when someone that I love needs me. And I left and I went home to Modena and I, I felt it's exactly what I needed in the moment. When he returned to San Francisco, all throughout fall and winter, Angelo prepared for the 2021 digital season at SF Ballet, 
that produce world premiere performances specifically for the screen. He tells me how different it has been to dance in an empty theater without the audience, but also how wonderful to set foot on a real stage again. The first day that I went back to San Francisco Ballet, after eight months, it was weird. <laughs> it was weird because, of course, I wasn't in shape. It was beautiful because I was back to the bar and the feeling of having a bar. And as soon as the music starts, I feel something. Oh my God, I, I, just, I just start dancing. And I feel love. I feel literally love. Everything that I do, it makes me feel like, oh my God, yes, okay, let's do it again. And, and I, I feel every single muscle and I feel that I can, I can reach something, something new. Uh, the only thing is really hard to dance with a mask on. Definitely that I can say it. I die every day because you can't breathe. It's like you're going to the restaurant and eat with a mask on. How can you eat with a mask on? It's the same thing to me. But that's what we have to do to dance, so we'll do it. And uh, at the ballet, we have to get tested three times a week. Three times a week and still dancing with a mask on. This is what we have to do to have the permission to dance, to rehearse together. And we are separating parts, we are different groups, and we cannot see people from other groups. Like, it's all... Uh, organized and after I don't know exactly what is the plan because you know we, we even the ballet is like living day by day because you know we can shut down from a day to another and uh, you cannot plan that much farther ahead like you need to plan little by little to see what, what is possible what is not possible it's a weird it's a weird moment in general despite the uncertainty Angelo has made the decision to stay here in San Francisco Without any hesitation, he tells me that he loves this city, but that his home is Italy. To conclude our conversation, I invite him to imagine writing a letter to Italy. I don't know what I would say, because I am there even that I'm not there. And I'm bringing my soul as Italian person everywhere I go. The moment that you forget where you come from, I, I will be worried. I will be worried because I think I would be lost. So the thing that I can say is like, I cannot turn the back to Italy. I cannot leave. Yes, I'm here, but you leave, but you never leave. You leave a part of you right there. Since we recorded this conversation, Sadly, Angelo's father passed away. SF Ballet is planning to reopen and has recently announced the 2022 season, which will be a celebration of its beloved director, Elgi Thomason. This July, Angelo Greco, with his dance partner, the fantastic Misa Guaranaga, will perform at the gala Roberto Bollen Friends at the Napa Valley Festival. In the next episode, I continue the conversation about the impact of COVID on the world of performing arts with another artist, 
the musician and composer Laura Inserra. Unable to perform in public and to teach music and the many instruments she plays, Laura recounts how, from her homemade studio, she produced music sessions and sound meditations that she called Shelter in Music, and how they became her way to keep her two communities, the one here and the one she left in Italy, connected. Join me. Letters to Italy is produced, edited and hosted by me, Sara Marinelli. This series was made possible thanks to the support of Comites of San Francisco and Italian Consulate of San Francisco, with funding from the Italian Ministry of Foreign Affairs and International Cooperation. I am grateful for their support. Thanks for listening.